Podcast, your number one source for Harry Potter news, theories, and discussions. The Terminus 2008 edition. And now I'm pleased to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John, Sue, and Frack. It is podcast 165, people. Woo! Good work at 165. We are inching ever closer to that 200. Can you go? Can you believe it? It's crazy. I can't believe that. Wow. That's where we have to stop. Shut up. <laughs> Not true. I'm Melissa. I'm here with John and Sue and Frack. Peoples, we have for you the first part of number of two, count on two weeks of Terminus. That was amazing. Show. Show. Yay. All you Terminus people. That may be one of my favorite live shows just because of how awesome our intro and wrap up was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, it was it's just fabulous. a really. Wait till you good hear show. it. What good sports those Wizard Rock guys are, man. We were trying they to think of some fabulous. fun stuff. What was it like the day before the show? And John mm-hmm. just looks, looks around and says, wait a second. Didn't Tyler do the bass line and Alex do the guitar? Exactly. For the intro? I said, yeah. Let's go, well. Aren't they both here? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they both so. like musicians that could just play it with like 10 minutes notice? Yeah. yeah. Actually, what's funny about that is Brad Mellenbacher, who did the drums in the, in the live show, but not in the intro. He's one of the one of the Dracos and Draco and the Malfoys. He literally had never heard it before. We had to, I went to go find Big my Potter iPod. I didn't have a. OK. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never I hadn't. I had no podcast on my iPod because it had just been wiped. So we had to go out to the line of people, literally an, half an hour before the show, found this really nice girl who was listening to her iPod. I said, is there any chance you have podcast on there? And and Bradley looked at me like, come on, Melissa, like, look at the duh. crowd. You're, you're testing. Yeah. <laughs> of course she does. And so she gets me the iPod. He listened to it for two seconds. He goes, da, 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 da. Uh, okay. And went and boom. Perfect. Talent. You musicians awesome. astound me. Talent. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Huh. So, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Very cool. Good interviews this week coming up and stuff. Very cool. The The girls from the Wizarding Documentary and stuff. Oh, that's cool. right. That's yeah. right. That, that and we, really cool. And um, more music from the And they're the twins. <laughs> All good things. But we got lots of news, too. Yes, we do. You know. A lot of good news. Yeah, What's we happening? have a lot of good news. You know, you heard about the movie. They kind of like changed it till next There's year. There's a movie, really? But yeah, yeah. But believe it or not, there's still new stuff coming out that some of the the merchandisers are saying, "Well, that's fine, but we're still putting out our stuff." Darn like, right. In the UK and France. <laughs> yes, they did. They put out the calendars for sale already, and so now we have just a whole slew of new pictures of. Um, it looks like it was Ginny's in her bathrobe, and now before Uh-oh. everybody starts freaking oh, out, oh, that's hot! I know. What? No. Why did no. you give that to John? Why did you just give that to John right there? I know, I know. I just couldn't resist. Come on. She is. She's in her bathrobe, but she's out in the weeds though with Harry and Arthur and Tonks and Lupin and and and, and, and the big on the big bottom of the calendar says "Danger at the Burrow." So is that because she's in her bathrobe, so or because there's like attack approaching? <laughs> You know, John? I don't know. No. So is no. Ginny selling drugs out of her bathrobe at the borough? <laughs> what? <laughs> Something no. about weed. 
Something about weed in danger. <laughs> oh my god, weed. you guys. Oh, boo. But no, so <laughs> we have effort. so many Good new... It was, but you know, it's, it's cool because you can see a new shot of actually in the burrow, like in the corner of these calendar things, they like overlay photos of his stuff and they have a new shot of the burrow so you can see that. And and then we saw a young Tom Riddle and it's really kind of cool because they put this uh, shot of like the cave, like cliffs of the ocean and mm. like possibly where that cave would be. It was kind of cool. I thought that sounds, very, very that cool. sounds sweet. Yeah. Yeah, the, yep. the Ginny in the bathrobe bit, to clarify, is uh, when the attack on the burrow happens. And this one, doesn't uh, Fenrir make a comment to her like, you smell clean? Right. Yeah. She had just taken a shower. I'm just so pleased yeah. that we have such a fun little attack scene at the burrow in place of the one that was written in the books to happen in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to remind us that there was a war going on. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't want to have it at yeah. Hogwarts because that would be boring. Well, I can kind of understand because they're going to do a battle at Hogwarts in the next. That's movie. true. Well, they better. That is true. Why take it away from this? That's one? true. So I guess, like, if I guess, like, f- fiscally, if you were trying to destroy a set in a battle, you'd rather be, you know, something like the Burrow than like the Hogwarts sets that are more iconic and more having to be there for the next, next movie. year. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. This is just off, but I don't know if you remember a couple months ago, the BBC ran footage of the stuff outside of Leavesden where they filmed it. And you can see the burrow is just like sitting out there now outside the studio. This is chilling. kind of cool. Yeah. Like just, a villain? Just Aww. like what? Villain. That burrow is a dangerous character. Uh, speaking of, of buildings, there's we saw a new, uh, new building going up at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's the Hogsmeade Village. One of them is shops is actually done. It's up. Just wow. It's so there awesome. It is cool. You know, it just occurred to me recently walking down Main Street in Disneyland that are they essentially making their own Main Street with look like I mean, it's, it's with Harry Potter? Right? So yeah. It's... Is it is it going to have the same kind of feeling, I wonder? Because look at the similarities there. You walk down a street with shops, <laughs> and at the end of it is a castle. <laughs> yeah. That is true. It's exactly the same as, as Disney, which is fun. I mean, I... I I I love that. I just thought that was oh, kind yeah. of a funny similarity. Well, it does because like if you look at these photos and we these are really good photos, you can see like they have the hanging things that look like in England, you know how they have the hang the signs off the metal poles off the front of the building and stuff. But this building says it's called Spint Witches, which I don't know Spint where Witches? Yeah, I don't know what that I don't know where they got that name. I imagine it's from Joe though. Spint yeah. might have Witches? given them names of more 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 shops that are in that are in Hogsmeade. Of course it's from Joe. Yeah, I would I would think that it would have to be, you know, her her permission, right? I mean, that was the whole thing of them making it. But yeah, it was, yeah. You guys ever they're not gonna make up something as big as do that. You kind of envision Joe, you know, when she's in the mode to make new canon, like sitting in like a particular chair at her house and putting on a particular cap and just, you know, squeezing new canon out. Or do you think it's just comes just so naturally that she can just t- touch her nose and like come up with a new I, name. I, I think it, she probably just it just comes to her. Yeah, I think it's rather intuitive for her. Yeah, I mean she's yeah. a pro and all, but I like I like the visual of her getting in a little thinking chair. What do we think spint means? Spins? Hmm. What is it? Spint. Old spinsters? Spint you like witches. a play on the old or like spinsters or something? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that... it's called spint witches. Yeah. So maybe maybe it is like a bit like sounds like a clothing store to me. It does. It does sound like that too. And yeah. maybe it's for the elderly witch. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that could be or something. That's a weird yeah. shop to put in a theme park. It's oddly specific. Well, That's true. 
I'm just talking about in terms of canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah, okay. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to. That's what's yeah, happening. No, I, I, I just want to know where I buy my wand and where I buy the T-shirt that has the Slytherin tie already printed on it. <laughs> That's all I want. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're. They're getting ready to sell those on. Mass, Did you guys yeah. know that Talk I dressed up as a, a Slytherin today when I went to see The Price Is Right? Never. <laughs> of course you, you did not. I have my Slytherin scarf really? on. You'll see it. You actually wore that on camera on national. It's going to be on, on national, national television. If you look in the back row when our good friend Matt Britton of MuggleCast and Leaky Mug last week got called down to play on The Price is Right. We were sitting next to him when I was wearing my Slytherin <laughs> scarf. I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to see this. Okay. Oh, What's man. next That's on the list? That's probably um, number four right there. That's top news. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's, it's four, four and three quarters, John. Yeah. Four yeah. and three quarters, totally. Um, well, Frack um, can't now, give his opinion s- because he's sponsoring this episode, so he's biased. Right. <laughs> That's right, Frankie. Come on. Make a ruling. Okay. Um, number three, though, before we have some other big news, but one more thing, that, and it's not really unexpected news, actually, is that EA has officially announced that the Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince video game is going to come out with the film in summer of 2009. Oh, shocker. Really. Yeah. Kind of a disappointment, though. I was kind of hoping, though, that they would just, EA would just say, ah, too bad. I'm just going to put it out. Yeah. I feel bad yeah. for EA. Here, like, you know what, EA? Here's what you should do. Come up with a fun little online game. Something just kind of, maybe like kind of Harry Potter puzzle-y kind of thing. Something fun for us to mess around with online and, and find a way to make a little bit of money off of it. And give us something to do. Give you guys some revenue up for the year. But yeah. uh, They should open up a full map of the Hogwarts they've created. Oh, sure. that'd be, oh, for the awesome. iPhone. <gasps> for the iPhone? <laughs> No, they can do it for the iPhone. For the iPhone. And, yeah, you and, for any, for the, um, and for other Well, just, people. I mean, put they've, they've assembled the map. Detail it online for us. We'd have a ton of fun with that, yeah. and it would last us forever. And then it would help us play the game. Ooh. Yeah, they could do like a mini game with that, just like a mini explorer game with that. That would be, yeah. that's what I do all the time anyway. I just zoop around the, ca- the castle. I mean, that's my favorite part, actually, I have to admit it. Yeah, build up your online presence here, EA, awesome. for the fans. Yeah, EA, do Something that. to do in the meantime. Number two, let's see, what happened? Something in a courtroom oh that's right there was a ruling finally oh months months in the rda do tell morris's rdr wb case against uh with joe and and the lexicon book and the judge has ruled in favor of plaintiff jk ruling and they have now halted the publication of the lexicon book right melissa yep the ruling said that basically what what joe had been saying which is that reference books are fine you know she showed some during the trial that she liked Mm -hmm. but that this one in particular just took too much of her work uh, verbatim and that's what the judge really kind of focused on though he was he was very balanced very balanced in his ruling made careful note to point out that this doesn't mean that reference books should it should be halted as a rule it doesn't mean anything be, beyond the scope of this particular book which sort of has fans i think breathing some relief i don't know if you guys agree yeah i agree john does not agree John no. wanted everything shut down. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. This all seems to be in order. I mean, it, and it all, it, it, you know, just remembering being um, when we we sat and watched the whole trial all through all the three days of it, and uh, it this all has kind of played out how I would have expected it to. Yeah. Very specifically, he said that the purpose of the book would be transformative, but that the it hadn't gone far enough in in making the actual book mm-hmm. transformative. If that makes 
any sense yeah. like if the purpose it, it's a valid purpose but it's the execution is where it it um it got in trouble right I so mean, there's it, there's right. potential here for if you know if you wanted to spend some time and rewrite a lot of this then it could totally be back in the category of okay c- companion books and you know all would be right with the world I and mean, i don't really understand why it, they didn't go that route to begin with other than that this route was probably quicker, and they probably were fighting speed for something. And they pro- probably would have had plenty of time between all of this and now to have already done that, so who knows what we'll be seeing uh, from all of this. Suze, just want to make sure everybody gets a chance. Suze? Um, I was just glad to see that the the judge said that, you know, that there should not, I mean, he this is a ruling, this isn't saying, he never said, oh, there should be no companion books or no kind of no, things. absolutely. That, you know? and, and I think that there might have been some concerned that this that that what behind it, part of this and, and it was not i don't think joe was ever saying oh you guys can't that's i mean we had talked before about joe actually held up books that she actually yeah. liked you know and i think you know um yeah i don't think joe was ever and that that always that troubled me that people were saying oh joe is this you know tyrant is going to control everything and and <laughs> yeah and it's hilarious yeah, and when you i find i find i've been reading a lot of the comments on this and it's like I, I've I've been reading disturbing to me anyway comments from people that are like, oh I just think that you know it's very selfish of Joe for, for not just allowing this book to be an official book in the first place, and you know she's made enough money, et cetera, et cetera, and she and you know she she should remember how it feels to be a be looking for a creative outlet, not having much, you know, of your own resources, so she should share the wealth. But it's like, you know, this is this this it was a very important case as as she as she highlighted to be of just being the right to protect your own work and your own intellectual property. And it, I would I would say that to, to say that somebody else should be able to, for her to just hand over mm-hmm. writing the official book to somebody else because they had already, you know, gotten a lot of it done, you know, then then why doesn't, you know, she let the, the extremely talented, you know, fanfic author who already wrote Deathly Hollows right. for her before she had a chance to finish her seventh book, you know, let's just say, okay, well then, here, here's my blessing. Here's, now yeah. you can publish Deathly Hollows. It's like, it's her stuff. She can do whatever, whatever she wants with it. And it's not like a, like a selfish kind of way. It's the fact that she's, it's nothing more than she's earned. And it's, it's not really selfish at all. She is what she wants to do with it too. Is she when she publishes these companion books, she typically donates to charity uh, the, the proceeds to a certain yeah. charity. So she's also protecting her own rights and protecting her ability to help these other people with her work. Yeah, and it's not just her rights that she's that this is. I mean, a lot of authors would not, most. I would venture to say over ninety percent of authors in general wouldn't have had the money or the. Um, the the endurance to go through a trial like this endurance financially endurance in terms of support systems to go through something like this in order to fight for their uh, right over creative expression and I have seen a lot of that in comments not just on Leaky but elsewhere saying like it's good that she's standing up for writers because most of them are penniless yeah you know so so that I mean and and that's that's what's at at at, at issue was the 
the verbatim, the actual, right, actual right. physical right, that, copying. That was what, the, what the judge in, said, right? Though I mean, was he wasn't book. saying the book as it is took just too much. It went too far, and he wasn't just saying, you right. know, no, no, you can't, you, it's too you, far. you never can do it and stuff. He was just saying the book as is was too much. And I personally, I thought right. the judge was actually. Not nice no, to, to the RDR side, but I didn't think he was as hard as as I thought might have, you know some could have thought it was Ben. You know, sorry. Right. Yeah, there was definitely no, positive was very, things to take from that. Well, in two no, in two ways he didn't he didn't find them um, to have right. acted in bad faith, which would have been bad. That would have been um, that's kind of like slap in the face bad faith it's like it's like right. saying not only did you do this but you do this you did this knowing it was wrong he did he found that they didn't do that at all and that and he also minimized the damages because this book hadn't been published so therefore though he found that if the book was published it would have caused jk rowling and the charities that she supports irreparable harm as well as her creative yeah. endeavor since it wasn't since it wasn't published the the harm was minimal, so he awarded the minimum he was allowed to award per book mm. seven hundred and fifty dollars per book, and it's sixty seven hundred and fifty dollars total, which J.K. Rowling yeah. may just waive, or if it doesn't go yeah. to appeal, you know. Yeah. So, you know, what I found amazing, somewhat unrelated, was that they valued the books the way they did, and we have cases for like peer to peer downloading where courts have ruled like a value of one Hannah Montana song to be like five thousand dollars. You know, have people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in infringement and copyright related violation fines. And the Harry Potter books are worth, what was it, seven fifty a piece? That's not what they're worth. It's to, just to that that's fine. the minimum he was allowed. Yeah. That's not that's not how much you'd have to pay to get a license. Oh, certainly not. Way. No, but it's just kind of amusing. But the other yeah. thing I was going to say was that I do think that this whole the one nice thing that I think came from it was to get a really solid stance from Joe's side and from Warner Brothers about what derivative works and what kind of commentary pieces they are okay with, and they yeah. would would even they they seemed at some points to almost in, encourage it. They they. Very, very uh, the opposite of not wanting them to to, to exist, no. and it's it's a and nice thing because there's lots of creative people yeah. out there who who um, you know it's 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 good to know what the guidelines are, not have it just be this shadowy or you know even even the RDR side said that that that, that they felt that mm-hmm. it was a nice guide. The, the ruling was kind of a really nice guide to writing something that would not infringe copyright. Yeah. And also, I mean, he could have he right. could have made a ruling that made it really hard for fan fiction to continue that that clamped down on on copyright law. And he and he didn't do that. Yeah. He could have. This was so dangerous for fans for a lot of for so many ways. But it really ended on a on a nice immediate note, which I, I don't know. I think is nice. I yeah. think it was awesome. It's just it was very well balanced and. It was very thoughtful, I think is the right word I want with. Like I think he really considered the circumstances and the situation and realized that the context of the case and not just made this sweeping rule that just a, like a black and white rule. He he saw the gray areas and he addressed them. And I think it was yeah. I I, I yeah. appreciate that. So the, yay. all good things. Okay. Tune into Pottercast.com for Halloween to see my Mr. Hammer costume. No. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you're doing that. I, I, I'm getting a glue gun and cardboard, and I'm constructing a hammer head a helmet to wear, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, it's going to be amazing. I told him he needs to wear MC Hammer pants. No. I, I, you know, that's, that no. could be 
Clever too. <sighs> no, hammer not pants. Captain Hammer though, Mister no. Nail. That's a difference. Okay. The, the hammer is my head. I used to wear MC Hammer pants. Uh, our number one story, you guys. This okay, is was, so I was off. actually. I'm thrilled with this because I kind of known. I remembered that David Yates said that they were going to do test screenings for um, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, and then when they moved, they changed the film. I thought, well, that's pretty much done. And then we kind of got wind that oh, maybe they are actually going to come through this week. And lo and behold, yes, people in Chicago actually got to see a test screening of Harry Potter and Half Blood Prince this week. Unbelievable. So not Incredible. Fair. Who was there? And you know who I heard was there? Mr. Bearer of Good News. Yes, he was there. <laughs> Alan Horn. Yep. I don't was there anything I don't about think the fans I don't think a lot of people actually like, kind of knew uh, knew. <laughs> yeah, knew. I wouldn't be able yeah. to recognize him to be honest. Yeah. Neither would I. Um, <laughs> but we we have, our, you know Okay, you're gonna kill me, but Alan Horn, I don't, he's I don't recognize that name. Said that he's the love CEO of Warner Brothers. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. Oh, okay, makes sense. He's the one that's been collecting a lot of ire from fans but, uh, over moving the date. So, that's why. No. Oh, okay, I get it. Well, yeah. well, luckily we have a, a dedicated. Thank you, Rachel. She wrote an extraordinarily detailed um, review and notes about the um, the movie itself. It was just amazing. Mm. Mm. The following is about to include massive, massive spoilers to Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. Listen at your own risk. John. (laughs) Stop. Turn it off. I'm going to mute you if you don't stop. Wait, are you done? never gets old. Okay. We're done. Turn it off now, people, if you don't want to know, because we're going to talk about it. Oh my yeah. go, go so many things. About I, don't, I mean, I don't even pod. know where to start. There are so many things we learned that are definitely not in, like no other minister. For me, that really helps me. Like I'm going to enjoy the film so much more now that I know what, I'm not disappointed yeah. and have high expectations and things that I expect. Yeah. So I just I have more realistic yeah. expectations. I mean, she our, our report details like she takes it all the way through from the very beginning, very beginning. So it does start out with the other minister. They start out with. <laughs> I mean, Harry's flirting with a waitress after they blow up London and the bridge and just, it's just, you know, you know, I mean, it's Hollywood for you, okay. babe. Let's say, you know, there's, but so what it, do we got? You here? Know, but there's no, there's no gaunt. We should point out too, but I just want to say it quickly. There's no creature. There's no gaunt. There's no Dursleys and um, no Trelawney. Right. There's know, no Trelawney. So, you know, what I find oh, hilarious about this whole thing yeah. is that this is an unfinished movie. There are mm-hmm. unfinished special effects. There are shots that are still have crew members visible and lighting issues. And yet, what was the statement that we had at the time the movie was pushed was that I've seen the movie. It's brilliant and could have been released just fine. I don't think they ever said it could have been released just fine. Oh, I, I'm it could have, sure. He said something. It could have been released this, this fall. Point I mean, I please. think he, he was saying he didn't say. Yeah, I don't think he indicated that it was complete. All the effects were done, but he said it could have been released, you know. Yeah. But I don't know that it was. Mm. You're right. The, 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 the effects. She does say the, a lot of the effects are not done in the movie, but um, yet. Which is a really big, important well, part of these movies. To 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 blow it off well, casually, but, I mean, like oh, it's done, like wow. But she was really detailed about the inferior, though. I mean, about how the effects for that were pretty much done, though. Well, Alan Horn is the president of Warner Brothers. 
Yeah, he's the big cheese. He was there, and David Yates was there, and um, I think, yeah, and um, I'm not sure. I I don't know if David Heyman was there. I think he was too, but I'm not really sure. I believe so. Um, but they had uh, they just had like these random people sit and watch the film, and uh, and then apparently afterwards they did like a little test group screening. But um, we our, our report is amazing. I don't know if you get a chance. She also um, there's two posts on Leaky, and then there's um, a long, very long thread going in our um, film section of our forum, and uh, that's definitely worth checking out. So let's out. do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the details. Come on. Well, <laughs> where do you want to start? Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so Harry, uh, Ginny Snogs, Dean Thomas. Woo! Wow, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm glad they kept that in there. I would have thought they would. They're snogging actually, or they're just like together. Yes. No snogging. Apparently, they're snogging. They're only happy when they're snogging, apparently. <laughs> but Jenny's not really into it? I guess not. No, she's not really into him, no. She doesn't get him. She kind of just keeps her eyes artist. open and, like, kind of looks over over his shoulder. So, we also get a lot of praise for Tom Felton in this review. Yeah, a lot of positive comments, you know, especially, I mean, I guess he did really well during the Sectum Sumper scene and the, you know, on the, on the tower and stuff. So, I mean, that's awesome. That's great. He even stamps Harry's nose. That's I'm that's horrible. It sounds. I'm excited about it. Yeah, but then <laughs> this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part of the everything <laughs> is that Harry has over him on the train a Deathly Hollow, an item of mythic ancient importance that is almost an impenetrable cloak of invisibility. Who sees through it with something she pulled out of a magazine? I know, Luna Lovegood with her Spectre Specs. Right through it. I mean. Come on. So something that the Quibbler actually came up with can penetrate the power of the Deathly Hallows. Well, it makes me think that Mad-Eye Moody uh, about getting. That got his eye out of a Cracker Jack box or something. Because all of these little novelty uh, devices can see through the invisibility cloak. Maybe that's one thing <laughs> they didn't anticipate. So, I don't know. You know, that's bang for your buck, man, the Quibbler. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> More magical Cheap power than Cheap deaths in one issue. <laughs> Luna's like a mystic, though, because like, she can tell Harry it was like Harry, even when he was polyjuiced into like some cousin, See, whoever, in Deathly Hallows. I would, I would buy that she just knew he was there. I would, too. That she could feel his presence. The Spectre spec stuff, come on. I think it's just yeah. for the more casual fan movie goer, they need some sort of device. So sure. us hardcore fans that. know that it was yeah. just Luna's intuition and her sensitivity oh, yeah. to her environment that helped her find Harry. And be no mistake, we are hardcore fans. True. True that. What? For the shores. That's why we love and criticize so much. Well, yes. so can we talk about, the, when we were talking about snogging a little bit ago, can we talk about the most important snog of the movie? The, uh, oh, I suppose. Harry, it's, <laughs> Harry Ginny. It's kind of different, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's in the room of requirement. <laughs> and she goes and she <laughs> hides hide the book. Yeah, Jenny goes and helps him fi- hide the book. You know, the potions book. So after all that happens, mm-hmm. you know, the Sectum Sunfer and Snape's going to get him. They go and hide it in the in the room of requirement. And then she makes him close his eyes while she's hiding the book. And then she kisses him. And poof. She's gone when he opens That sounds it. very sweet. But I prefer the big, like, bam moment when yeah. he walks in after, and there's a celebration going and he just walks up to her. Has that big old traditional hero moment and kisses her. Wait, so yeah, is totally that different. the first kiss or just a kiss? That's their kiss. The Harry Ginny kiss. kiss. That's oh, their kiss. That's interesting. It makes me They're think that it wasn't really Ginny. Harry just required a kiss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, can you do so. that, I wonder? Is that no. that powerful that can get you oh, company? Uh, <laughs> let's not venture you know, down that that's path. That's really funny. <laughs> that's really funny, actually. 
I wonder, the two of them in the room of requirement, if what they both want or need the most right now is a kiss, if if the room, we can imagine that the room exerted some influence over it. I mean, See, the room, really? I don't think That's the room can affect individuals. It just provides. Right. So right. It, it's... Well, circumstances. Maybe it's like Felix Felicis, a little extra courage. Mm-hmm. You know, it could, like, create, awesome. like, an airborne potion. Go. Uh, like a love potion. Speaking of love potions. Yes! Spearmint toothpaste! Very nice change they made, right? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it! Somebody want to... Sue, <laughs> yeah. what is it? Tell us what happened. Um, uh, okay, uh, at the very beginning of the movie, like, Ron is, uh, he t- cleans off a bit of toothpaste off of Hermione's cheek, you know, like, okay, in the morning, or, you know, they're just, like, getting ready or something, and she just oh, yeah. wipes it off her cheek. So later on, though, she says when she's talking, describes the love potion, she goes with spearmint toothpaste. I love that. That's so. It's such a cute little insight. It is. That's a really neat little little twist. I like that. Now, did they did it say anything about the other potions being in the um? Mm, Or anything? Do they treat the fact that uh, Snape is the DA professor as a reveal, like they did in the books, or is this kind of like, oh, no big deal? Uh, you know, I don't don't know. I don't remember ever reading about that part. There were so many other details. I don't. I don't know if it. Snape is actually ever revealed to be to be part of it. Because remember, because I, like I always at the Great Hall. With- that's the one thing I really enjoyed about the sixth book is the whole like we just assumed that he was coming to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, he's the potions master, and we're like, <gasps> and then we're like, oh no, that means Snape's not going to be there next year. Well, what what there isn't in this film is there's no Trelawney, no Dursleys, no creature. No inheriting Grimald Place, no Dobby, no Bill, and no Floor, mm. no scenes with the Minister of Magic. No, right. no Gaunt. No. No, no, no. No, no Rotfang conspiracy. You're no. Uh, no, you, no poo. <laughs> I, th- I think that's, that would have been funny, though, but I guess the uh, the Weasley sh- shop is, is pretty amazing, though. Yeah, that's, that what, is that, that's cool. sound, I'm so excited to see that. That's going to be so much. That would have been so much fun to work on that part of the film, just the <sighs> the oh, props yeah. and the, the graphics and just to do to design Packaging for oh, wizard, uh, wizard Weasleys, whatever. Ugh, so uh, cool. Yeah. But Luna wears her hat, though. They said that she wears her hat. She does. I'm excited. But she doesn't do cool. commentary on the Quidditch match. No, no. Uh, I was sad about that. No. I wonder who's doing yeah, commentary instead. Who, who is there? Commentary by somebody else. I wonder. There's no. No, they just. There's no. I don't, don't see probably a la Prisoner of Azkaban when you just kind of zoom in on the match for two seconds and everybody's zooming mm. around, right? You know, that yeah. was interesting, though, because the remark, the reviewer said that it, uh, we were talking about Prisoner of Azkaban, that they said that this movie is much more cinematic in the way that Quran uh, shot Azkaban. Interesting. And I thought that was kind of an interesting. Yeah. I was I was not expecting that. Sorry. I, just, I heard that Nigel cool. is going to be um, oh, doing the commentary on. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy footage. for that. I like oh. Nigel because I can relate to. You do not like him. Places. He's like he's like the audience. He's just he's just there observing. Well, I heard that they nervous. didn't want Snape killing Dumbledore because it would hurt Snape's role. So they're going to have Nigel kill Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, there, John. <laughs> That's Sorry. pretty good. I like that, that one. Yeah, Frack's going to steal your your title. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But actually, Nigel People is would in never the, uh... expect it. No. All right. Well, anyway, we have the cave scene. Also, details Ooh, on the, the cave, cave scene. Yes. 
looks awesome. I mean, those in Fury yeah. look amazing. Although I had to crack up. She was talking about how he opens it and, and uh, Dumbledore finds a way and he, and he slits his hand like in a Klingon way. She goes, she writes it. He, he does it in a Klingon way straight across the inside of his hand. I just thought that was funny. You know, how is that Klingon? Awesome. I don't understand. I don't know. If you're a Star Trek fan, you're just... Oh, okay. Sorry. It's just, I it's enjoy just, Star Trek, but I hate the Klingons. No. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I was forehead. really, uh, I guess the inferior done. We were talking before about the effects and, you know, not being done, but that apparently they're done. And uh, I guess that's pretty dramatic, you know, when the whole, they, yeah. there's dead I'm curious to see how they look. Yeah. I because thought I wonder, they weren't like, gonna be they, weren't, they weren't fully CG characters. I mean, they were mostly based on human actors, weren't they? I'd hope so. I had read something about that before because like, I think Radcliffe had said something about that earlier in one of his earlier interviews that it was. What? Is we talking about the Infinity? Yeah. But they're... No, they're totally CG. Are they? Yeah. Where'd you they're get that what? they were actors, John? But I thought that... How'd you get that they were actors? But I think they, they modeled them, right? Didn't they like have like a person they stand in and modeled them or something? I don't know. I don't know. They modeled them. I mean, there was a full working 3D clay model oh, kind of thing I see. Okay. of them. They look like... Actually, I think the way she described it is interesting. Like Dementors, but uh, like brown. Yeah. It's sort of like muddy. It's like it's like it's like vacuum sucking the moisture out of a person's body and totally yeah. mangling their face. You know. So there are they're just they're essentially zombies. They're reanimated corpses. Yeah, but the, they said the work is to make them not look like zombies. Why don't I think? I, why don't I think that they were using like just a bunch of made up contortionists and stuff? It's just kind of <laughs> no. I think they were using that for some of the modeling to to depict some of the movement because that is kind of yeah. it is very contortionist. It looks like yeah. okay. uh, maybe maybe they were using people to like yeah figure out how to make that all work, but they created these things ground up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very cool. intense. I'm sure to to do it, but I mean, she was saying how dramatic that scene is when you know there's dead people in the lake and he goes down and then that that grabs him and how everybody jumps and that's so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be way yeah. cool. And then, and then Schmeagel grabs him and pulls him back to safety. He does. This is my precious. Give it to <laughs> me, my precious. Um, but good they said, Schmeagle. though, our, the reviewer goes on to talk about the Ring of Fire, how good that is, that Dumbledore does. He can conjure up that fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> Let me that, see how surprised I am that it's like the, the big giant effect and that is Yeah. That's going to really be good. It's yeah. very different from how I, I thought it'd be much more subtle, like an actual rope fire instead of like a huge wall of fire that we've seen in the pictures anyway well in the picture you only see the one part so maybe it's like that's when it explodes like it's a ring of fire then it kind of explodes to get them away and then they run to the boat that's possible that's yeah, how i, I mean, imagined it but we saw it, we saw it seems a like, still i'm sorry go ahead john no I would, I would just say that it seems like the rope would be a little more weak of a, of a defense like dumbledore's weakened like it's 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 oh. magic he's struggling with. It's not like something that he has full control, overpowered spell. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how they temper that with the fact that he just quite literally killed himself slowly with that potion. Mm. I don't know. We, we You can kind of see a little bit of the fire. Remember that picture that USA Today released like right before the trailer yeah. came out? And they, so you can see a little bit of it. But, I mean, it's hard to determine just like how intense that ring really is. You know, just that flames is kind of hard to tell. So. No. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. But then he says. Well, speaking of the, the, I'm sorry. I was going to say we we hear the line though too. I'm not worried. I'm with you, right, Melissa? Yeah, that's that seems to be in there. Um, also, does he do with the straight face? Astronomy tower. <laughs> John. What? John. Does he say it with a straight face? <laughs> yes, John. Okay. You're terrible. You know that? That'd be funny if he's like, "No, I'm just kidding. Let's get out of here." <laughs> 
<laughs> ah, gotcha. Ah. All right. Um, yeah, then we get back to the astronomy tower, and Harry gets, like, uh, he goes under the astronomy tower, and he can see Dumbledore through the slats in the wood or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. And, and, but, but Snape. Snape tells him. Like, looks at, mm-hmm. looks at Harry and tells him to shush, giving up the entire ambiguity of whether Snape is on his side. Well, I, mean, I don't know. He can be, be playing it coy. And so, like, being smug about, like, don't say anything because you can't do anything anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because if, if, do if, if Rickman plays it right, it could be, like, it could be ambiguous. It could be like, is he saying be quiet because I'm on your side or be quiet because you're next? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Why does Snape even need to see him in the first place? So that ruins that whole secrecy thing. That's the whole point of Harry hiding. And so, I mean, why is Snape seeing him in the first place if he's hiding? But Snape always knew, you know what I mean, that he was protecting Harry and he was doing this for Harry. So it's not. But he's not supposed to give it up in any way. What What a stupid spy to give it up to the one guy that if right. he whose mind he knows cannot be closed off to Voldemort. Right. That was the whole purpose of him remaining so closed off. Yeah. You tell Harry. That's, exactly. That's you know? true. It's the whole purpose. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's, I'm going to have to see it. I just wish they would think more of the people who watch this movie that we can we can get these subtleties. People can. And if you don't get the subtlety, no big deal. You're left in suspense like the rest of us until the seventh movie. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. But just uh, ain't wrong. <laughs> and then, and then afterwards, though, Bellatrix is she casts the dark mark. But there's no after the dirty deed is complete. There's no battle. There's nothing. It just they all just run away. Well, if the battle take place, the battle took place before Dumbledore being killed, that would have been okay. But a battle taking place after you've been killed, systematically, would have been a very it would have taken away from Dumbledore's death because it's such a big moment. It's like Dumbledore died. Now we have to watch this battle. It's more like, oh crap, Dumbledore's dead. Plot. Well, that, like that's the climax that of the story. Serious died. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I understand that, but you can have that moment, that that subtlety, a moment. I mean, did, I, I mean, I, I hate to bring this up, okay? But look at Lord of the Rings. You know when the elf was killed on the top of the tower in the two towers, and that was a really slow, sad moment, and then he died and he fell, and it was like, oh, you're really heartbreaking. But the battle continued, and they had to go on and save Helm's Deep. So, so too they could, yeah. you know. I mean, this is Harry's story of him flying, trying to go after Snape, you know. So that could just be really dramatic, and and having that battle, and you know, him charging through. So I mean, I just think from a film point of view, it could have worked too. I mean, I, I mean, I get you what you're saying, Frankie, but I just think it could have. But just they could have put it in. No. Yeah. As long as he is, does he run after Snape? Well, I'm, I think he does because yeah, he does. He does. Harry's the only one to chase after the Death Eaters. Yeah. There's no battle. They just kill Dumbledore and Bellatrix is very excited and they all leave. They're like, yay, party at Chili's. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and then his line. <laughs> then his line. <laughs> You're as dim as your father. Oh, yes. You're, what is it? Yeah, you may have your mother's eyes, but you are as dim as your father. I mean. Hmm. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're trying to do the whole mother's yeah, eyes thing. I just, get it. But, they just you know. force that in there. But I guess like, I can appreciate Snape, the fact that they're trying to force that in there. <laughs> Snape never talked about his mother's eyes, and I think that's the prevalent point. Yeah. I don't think once until the end does Snape ever mention his eyes. Right. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe they're gonna. Everybody else does. Doesn't that kind of scare you though, Melissa? Though I mean, that scares me because I'm thinking if they're overtly bringing it up to attention in this movie, 
Does that mean it's going to be an uh, you know a type? But they're going to make it sympathetic for Snape in, in movie seven. And I just kind of like because that that scene that you know let me uh, I mean uh, I will be very impressed. I hope that I hope it's done right, man. I'll be very very impressed. Yeah. That's you know seven. I've heard you know from reading, reading this report and uh, hearing a little bit from from uh, Eric who had a chance to see it. The overall opinion was positive. And it yeah. is it is unfinished, and there still could be things that they could change. I don't know how large, but that one of the purposes of showing the movie at this point is to get feedback on it and tweak it. So we could be commenting yeah. on things that may never even see that's true the big screen again. That's but, true. Uh, Very true. The opinion is still at this point uh, is is pretty positive. So I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, heartened by that. So. All right, well, it has been a very long intro here, so let's move it on to the first part of our Terminus show. Excellent. Right. Yeah, we're going to play... Don't uh, sound too excited at once. Jeez, guys. Well, I didn't know. Woo! Well, and the then the, the rest show? of it... Uh, the new, the new I didn't hear you, Sue. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Nah. Are we doing the new opening now or at the beginning of the show? Because I love the new rock and stuff you were talking about with Alex and Tyler. All right. Okay, we're going to... Terminus show part let's one. Let's get our time turn around and go back to Chicago. Oh, please. All right. Bye. All right. Hello. Frank. Wow, Thank we made you it. to our Pottercast band that we have around every Yay. week, huh? <laughs> every week when they record, that when we record, they're just sitting there waiting. Every time. Whew. Holy cow! Wow. <laughs> Thank you guys for. Where, where, where did you line up? All the way down to the second floor, or? similar that's awesome wow can everybody hear us okay everything's cool flashes awesome well we are pottercast you heard the intro thanks andy for the intro Yay! i am john this is melissa frankie and sue of course and um we are going to give you quite a bit today we're going to squeeze as much as we can of our uh planned stuff into what we've got, and we've got um, some cool stuff to start with, actually. Um, we are starting with, of course, talking about this convention. Rocks. How are you guys liking Terminus? How's it going so far, guys? How are you guys liking Terminus? Heck yeah! Whole lot of fun. I love the silent yeah. cheer. Here we go. I can, I'll do it. <laughs> it reminds me of the Muppets or something, you know? The Kermit's here. Yeah. Good. We haven't been paying that much attention, but can somebody give us an update on what's happening in the Quidditch tournament? It just finished. Who won? The Trolls got third. Anybody know who won? Who got Woo! first? Oh. Oh, I thought it was oh. done. Oh, it's oh, still going it now. So if somebody, somebody finds out during the show, just ninjas. Oh, man. Now that is a matchup. Whoa. A ninja and a werewolf? Who'd win? Who would win? Conundrum. <laughs> who would win? Panic a ninja Panic. or a werewolf? We okay. Well... <laughs> We we have been having a wonderful a wonderful time here at this conference. What are some of the things that you guys have been doing that you've been enjoying? What all that wizard rock so far? Awesome! Yeah, the wizard Holy rock. Cow. <laughs> How many of you guys came the day early to do the whole day of wizard rock? <laughs> Just about everybody. <laughs> yeah. And who was at Reggie's last night? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my Reggie's goodness. Was- and and I saw snogging. 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 What? 
Between who? Between Draco and Harry. Wow. That was awesome. You may not know this, but that was no stage kiss. Really? <laughs> Paul the George is turning all colors of red right now. <laughs> He's cool. He's cool. Very comfortable. <laughs> I heard there was tongue. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be? Well, what are you guys looking forward to? We've got a few days left to this awesome convention. Yes. What are you guys looking forward to? Reggie's tonight. More Reggie's? More Reggie's? Reggie. How about the ball? The ball. Prominence. How about Leaky Cut? What? How about a, a certain book reading later this evening? A book reading? Yeah, I, I, I hope you'll join me right after the podcast. I'm very nervous, so friendly faces are good. I'm doing a, a, a first ever reading of my book uh, over in the Waldorf room at 9.30. Waldorf. Whoa. Woo. What will you be reading? I will be reading some very special opening pages, and if Ooh. I have time, a little bit that includes Joe. Ooh. Oh, my. Start with Joe. <laughs> we don't care about the rest. Part with Joe. I get it. I do. Is it any of the 40-page chapter on the house elves? No, no, no. That's oh, a very special oh, oh, surprise. Oh, excuse me. House elves. Helga, as this shirt clearly states, I love this did shirt. not enslave Stand up and show everybody your shirt. This is pretty funny. I'm actually... I already have one in green made that says... Uh, yeah! Yeah. I already had one made in green that says, yes, she did. And I'm just going to... I'm going to walk around with uh, next to you most of the time. And... I want to run away from you. <laughs> That would be amazing. It's called Flipendo. Uh, I brought a large. <laughs> Work it. You guys straighten Work everything it. out? We're Happy all we good. Provide this, uh, good. This is okay. great. This is I'm sitting here to buffer okay. the arguments between the house elves. And all shows. right. It did not happen. And you left me open to hit John as often as I like. Oh, That's awesome. Nice. All right. So <laughs> who has been submitting our, your ideas for kind of conundrums over at the merch table? You we can do have, that. We're gonna what? do. We're gonna do one now. But yes. if you want to do it, you can do that throughout. We're gonna do two more. So can we have our lovely assistants over there but bring I'm us over the bag? It's time for Canon Conundrums. The Canon Conundrums. You probably, as you're filing in, uh, uh, here our comes awesome, the ever lovely Miss Chloe and Miss Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. We had announcements at the beginning of the show put together by awesome Mr. Steed. Why don't you? Yeah. Steed draw needs Chloe. major applause because Steed is the producer of Pottercast. <laughs> He's over there. He's been editing the show since, like, number 12 or whatever. And so we have a whole contingent of yeah. Leaky staff over here. Oh, my gosh. People from LeakyCon and just the, these are the people who make it work. So okay. We have cute little Chipotle bags. Quick, um, quick, strange quick, how we would have those. Quick Theories. little Amber Alert announcement. There is a mom who has looking for her daughter, Sarah Kester and Laura Nerman. Please, if you're in here or you know them, please stand up and go see one of the volunteers at Terminus. We're just... Sarah... Sarah. Where are you? Stand up right now, Sarah. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. It's okay. If you uh, here, I will give you a button. <laughs> you are embarrassed. 
Okay. All right. All right. Somebody, somebody do the honor. Hufflepuff girl, do the honor. I'll go. Let's, pick a, let's pick a thing. What are we she doing? She also brought me Pellegrino. No fair. Where's and my burrito? Well. Where's my coffee? Where's Sue's beer? Woo! <laughs> Come on. I want some of Sue's beer. We oh, we got Sue. Give it to someone who didn't have her glasses. Nice. Uh, why didn't Lily and James have a backup escape plan? Andrew Slack. Andrew when... Slack is here? It is. This from is Andrew Slack. Where is he? I think I think Andrew put that one in like twenty times. I think he did. Andrew has been following us around, asking <laughs> us this away. question. Well, which is a lucky thing because we've already thought about it. I have an answer. Who did it? Uh, yeah. Harry. Okay. Yeah, Someone's tricksy. Well, he wants Trixie. he wants to know why they didn't have a, another way to get out if Voldemort came to Godric's right. Hollow. Um, we we'll would not have, have a novel series yeah. otherwise. Uh, yeah. Aside from that big big one there right. that uh, would have made for a, a shorter series. Uh, my, I mean, my only thought on that is that they had other counter charms happening there. You couldn't right. apparate. You couldn't flu. You couldn't portkey. In or out. I, I have something that's going to be make people angry, but I'm just going to think that they were like not thinking he was actually going to show up because of the secret keeper. They it was just it wasn't. That's like, a good point. Yeah, no. wasn't going to show up. And honestly, when that happens, deer in the headlights. You're like, your husband just died. He's after your kid. You can't think clearly all all the time. You know, it's just. Yeah, out of circumstance. And, and I just think it probably never occurred to James that he would run. I mean, I just sure. didn't think they would try and run. I think it's, you know? it's He's definitely. He's not going to run. That's true. That's not yeah. in nature to run. Well. Only to hide. Read, <laughs> just kidding. But that's the bold thing to do. You read the books. <laughs> they might have had one. James says, take him and go. Take him and run. It's him. Go. She might have been on the way to carry out their backup plan. Yeah, that's and true. just never got there. Yeah, I think it's just neat that um, you have the parallel of, of the Godric's Hollow story. Of you know what can happen when you rely on your friends and trust your friends, and then how Harry needs to rely and trust his friends in, in Deathly Hollows. So we see like two two very big different results, and and to have that event in Harry's mind about what can happen when you trust your friends like that, and the fact that he chose it to do so anyway, says a lot about Harry. That's what. I'm- that, we good? Are we done? Are we I settled think so. it? It's a short, it's short. It's I think yeah. one, one person's opinion. Who? It's not something we set up here. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Well, okay. Cool. Very well, then nice. let's move on, shall right. we? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, who here was up at the at what for a conference? It's the crack of dawn. Um, ten o'clock this morning, and saw the wizard documentary. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Well, Megan and Mallory are here to talk with us about it. So I, I know they're in here somewhere. Where are you guys? There she is. Hey. Yeah, Mallory. Woo! There they are. What's up? <laughs> okay. I, I have seen the Wizard Recommended. We saw it in, uh, in Florida. Come down. Come down. Don't be far away. They, <laughs> we ha- they had a screening at the Supercon uh, convention in Florida, and we had a chance to see it. And, anybody go to the Supercon? Seriously. Very cool. Wow, look at you guys. Awesome. Yay, Pottergast. Okay, well, we did get a chance to see you guys' documentary. You guys did an excellent job. How long have you been following Wizard Rock? And and at what point uh, did it appeal to you as an interesting topic for a documentary? We discovered in 2004. So four years now going strong. But really in 2006 is when we started discovering just how deep it went. Uh, It was when we got to the question MySpace, of course. Yes. (laughs) And it was actually pretty shortly after that that we decided, hey, well, we're not musically talented at all. What can we do to contribute? uh, I've always been interested in video, and Mallory and I have been looking for 
making sure that part goes in. So it just kind of all fell into place two years later. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Who would, I know only one of you has some background in film, so can you give us an idea? Well, um, I, <laughs> I can try to speak up too. Yeah. Um, I had been interested in video for ages. I bought my first video camera when I was 13. It just I was one of those people who always knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I was kind of lucky in that way. So yeah, it's just it's uh, always been an interest of mine. And Mallory, being my twin sister, has always been my. Oh, right you're related. Hand. Oh yeah. Oh, I was wondering there. Like the Patil you're sisters. So observant. It's yeah, a Ravenclaw and a Gryffindor. <laughs> uh -uh. It is just like the Patils. You guys are like the Patils. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I it was natural. I, I went into um, school for it. I went into broadcast management, actually. So it's a video background, not film, which is a pretty distinct difference. Um, but I work for a production company now in Spokane, Washington, doing Excellent. documentary style stuff. And this was our our second full time job. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Can you can you tell us what the most surprising thing you learned about the Wizard Rock phenomenon while you covered it? The most surprising thing, the whole thing. I mean, it's the, the whole thing was awesome. I mean, we got to watch it grow from 30 bands with only a couple of them touring to 500 bands with multiple national tours, thousands of dollars worth, you know, of money raised for charity. I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, having Wizard Rock being mentioned in news articles along with talk about the Deathly Hollows release, you know, having, you know, our movie's title in an article alongside J.K. Rowling's name was amazing. And, I mean, just, just the whole phenomenon, getting to be a part of it and getting to witness all of it was just incredible. So, is it is the movie showing anywhere? I mean, is, or do we need to lead a rebellion to get out there? That would be helpful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're trying our best. I mean, we're, we are literally a, a team of two, and it's been a slow process, but we've gotten a lot of interest from libraries. That's been one of our main focuses is trying to get into as many library catalogs as we can. So if you guys have seen the film and would like it in your local library, that's the place to start talking to your librarians. Um, and we are also planning on working with um, some more independent theaters. We had a week run in Seattle, which went really well, which cool. was a lot of fun. So just kind of still going the independent route, but... It's, uh, it's moving along. Totally. Um, so you've, you, had, you had to spend a lot of time with a lot of different bands, right? They, uh, how many bands did you say that you, you followed along like on their tours? As far as like main focuses, we've been about, I think we've got over 30 featured in, wow. the, in the movie. Yeah. But um, we've met more than that. We haven't like toured with anyone. Like, like I know most of you were able to go with the Georges for quite a while, which must have been really fun. Um, we, <laughs> um, no, but, um, since we both work full time, it was mostly weekend trips. And so we'd, uh, we'd go somewhere where there was maybe a couple shows going on where we could drive and see multiple bands. So we didn't get to spend huge lengthy amounts of time, but like we've seen, we've seen the DeGeorges a handful of times now in a handful of states and, and same with, uh, several of the other bands, which is kind of like awesome. But like, great. Yeah. You get little pieces along the way, but. If you've seen the film, you'll know that there are some that are more like shorter character pieces where you kind of get a glimpse of a particular band. Then there's others that appear throughout the story as part of the progress of the movement. So, I mean, you'll see Alex multiple times and Brian and Brad and Matt and Drama and Pep. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you, you get the story arc, but you also get some nice character pieces. So. Jeez. 
<laughs> We're better at sharing than you guys are. <laughs> we are not good at sharing. Okay. I just, well, I'm just curious though. How long did it take to go? I mean, that's an incredible amount of footage. How much did you actually shoot? Um, it was nearing about 90 hours in my last count. Wow. Yeah. Well, we didn't even digitize all the, uh, all the concert footage. There's probably well over that actually. Yeah. I did bits and pieces for what we knew we wanted. I mean, we went in with a plan as far as specific topic points, different songs that we thought would fit in well. And so we tried to be, you know, as organized as we could, so it didn't get too overwhelming. But yeah, I mean, the hours and hours just organizing footage and deciding where, where do you find the story in this mass of information and all these amazing interesting people it's hard to decide what's cut out well i mean the no. wizard rock story has been t now told in a million newspapers on television shows on mtv here and there i mean it's it's kind of no offense to the georges it's said over and over again what happened in the beginning the two boys you know they played a show in their backyard how did you avoid falling into the we've heard this before crap well Honestly, a lot of it came from our own curiosities. I mean, it's like we wanted to get beyond that, too. And so uh, luckily, everyone was very generous with their time, and we were able to sit down and have really wonderful in-depth interviews and then take the time. So we really... I, I think we were trying to focus more on uh, where it was going than where it started. I mean, we, we glimpsed on that, but it was more about um, the, the year leading up to the Deathly Hollows and the fandom in general, as well as the growth of Wizard Rock in that year, so... Well, thank you guys. We wish you so much success with the movie. And the website is what wizrockumentary.com. There are DVDs available to buy. White, it's wizrockumentary.com. Wizard Rock Oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, wizrockumentary.com. <laughs> you have DVDs available for order, and and they are downstairs in the vending room. You can get your T-shirts and DVDs. Thank you, girls. Thank, thank you, you so much, guys. Thank you very much. He's afraid. Uh, so. Hey, good work. All right, who put in for the County Conundrum? We're ready for another one if our lovely assistants would bring us up one. Here comes Chloe. Come on, Chloe. You are the next contestant. We got two fun little bags here. We have a County Conundrum bag, and we have what's the other one say? Are you smarter than John Noe? Who here is smarter than John Noe? I am. Oh, gosh. That wasn't that loud, actually. Well, they're smart. They are cautious because they don't know. All right. But let's do a canon conundrum. <laughs> Who can pick? Canon Who can pick? Yeah. Who wants Who to wants pick? Who wants to pick? Anyone up front? Right she here. She may there be a go. great star. Grab one. Oh, you can do the next one. I'm so excited. How did Dumbledore get his scar... On his left I just knee. I just realized the fundamental problem with doing it this way. What's that? Who are you smarter than? No, no, no. This is. <laughs> no, this is. <laughs> a, are you smarter than Emo John Dumbledore? Noe. No, he's not. This is a can of conundrum we pulled out of. No, that's an are you smarter than John Noe? He okay. says how we. Oh. We're playing. It is a can of conundrums. I apologize. Okay, yeah, can of conundrum here. How did Dumbledore get no. the scar? How did Dumbledore? I don't remember the context of that one. Remember, uh, in in book one. Dumbledore alludes to the fact that he has a scar on his knee that is uh, like an exact replica of London Underground. Right. Which I, which the only, the only, the only wow. time I ever gave that a second thought was was how it's like Prison Break. Yeah. <laughs> I only well, gave that a, a second thought no. when we found out that Harry had the scar from writing. You know, I will not 
tell lies in his hand with a magical device. And uh, unless I always thought Did he Dumbledore used to was work for the London Transit, and they, I don't, they put it in to remember. Like what? I don't know. I, I I always thought that that was just a joke. I didn't Dumbledore think Dumbledore can be kind of cheeky that. from time to time. Yeah, that seems like a Dumbledore joke. It's a tattoo. But if That'd we had to awesome. speculate, I would imagine yes, he probably had like a map in his pocket and got hit by a curse and it transferred it onto his knee. That was cool. Yes. I like that one. What do we'll you take think, that one. I, I, so wait, it imprinted his knee? He had baggy like shorts on? He fell on the floor and or he had in a robe pocket. Robe pocket. I don't know. He was wearing cargo pants. Yes. Yes. I could see Dumbledore's yes. in cargos. Pretty good. Are you guys satisfied? I like that. You want to do one more? Let's do one more. Don't Sorry, go so Chloe. far away, Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. It... No. He says scars can come in useful. I have one that is a perfect replica. Yeah. That'd be a crazy birthmark. Chloe. Who's tripping? Don't be tripping. <laughs> All right. There's a problem with doing Are You Smarter Than John Miller, you understand? Who put in the question? Well, oh, good! You are smart. Wait, okay. The person who asked the question is going to know the answer. They wouldn't ask the question. Yeah. So it's going to be pick a random. That has yeah, not we'll been a, my experience. We'll have okay. a question and then... Uh, my bad. We'll have a question and then we'll be able to call up somebody to play with me and then I will guess and then they will guess. And then that person will see if they're smarter than me. But Amy Snow, 21 from Ireland. Amy? Ireland? Where is Amy Snow? A Gryffindor would like to know, where are all the musicians in the books at Hogwarts? Not movies. The grammar requirement doesn't count. All the what? All the musicians. Woo! Well, if um, we still have the musicians. We have all rock. in the Muggle world rocking out with Wizard Rock. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do. They do. They have the Weird Sisters, and they yeah, have Celestial Warbath. You mean like, <laughs> are they talking about like some kind of but club? Like, like there should be a band, like the Hogwarts Froggy Choir, whatever that yeah. was. The frog, Not giant the frogs. Who tends to the frogs when they're not being used? Oh, Litwick. I bet they're Hagrid. Hagrid, that'd be a really annoying job. They'd just be singing all day. <laughs> Hagrid waves sticks at them. Do you th- <laughs> all right. Keep it down. Well, I don't know. This one's hard. No. I, I What's think- that? Yeah, yeah. music. Art what happened Someone there? Were there cutbacks? Like, Somebody needs on. to help save the music at Hogwarts. <laughs> Maybe we can no, put the HP Alliance on it. Yeah, the HP Alliance, would, I'm, I'm sure, would love They'll to get on They'll lead the charge. Hogwarts right, well, is lacking in the arts. How perfect. I love, I love a good segue. How Ooh. about this? How, speaking of music, <laughs> who here has been surprised by some, some new ones that you bands here that you may or may not have heard of um, here, right? Yeah. That made no sense, but you know what I meant. Yeah. Well, one of the bands that we've been most pleasantly surprised by lately is the wonderful Mudbloods. Yeah. 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 Two of them are here. Uh, We're going to hear a song right now, and then we're going to talk to them for a little bit. So if you guys would please come up, that would be great. That'd be awesome. Surprise set from the Mudbloods? Surprise set. The Mudbloods, an acoustic set. This is awesome. We can move if you want to come up here. It's all good. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we can move out of the way. Come on up. 
The better question is how are we going to hear them? You sing loud. I can hold we can hold mics for you guys. That'd be fun. How about somebody would volunteer to hold the mic? For Who wants guys? to hold the mics <laughs> for the Mudbloods? <laughs> how many do you need? At least three, right? Here. Hey, everybody. Hi. Griffs come flying in the morning and leave me here alone. And if I wait here long enough to meet them, I know my day has come. And when they take me flying in the sky, I'll be singing hallelujahs out loud. My arms and feel the winds are blowing. I'll laugh aloud and raise my wand with a little bit of love and with a little bit of life and with a little bit of sunshine. And with a little bit of time, you know that I'll be gone. And when I reach my destination shore, my cave out by the sea, I'll sit all day by my fire drinking whiskey till I know my name is clean.
just lovely. Thank you. Very well done. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, honestly. No, really. Thank you. We're going to play oh. this game? <laughs> We're going to play this game? <laughs> Crack will beat yeah. you. Too cool with your you sunglasses will. on. How are you going to speak? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't speak. He can't break character. He's the mysterious guitar player. Yeah. Every band needs Maintain one, I guess. Maintain the image. Sharon. That was awesome. Um, I think a lot of you guys, a lot of people here are, are learning about the Mudbloods recently, but maybe some, to some, you're very new. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and when you started your band? Uh, we're from Texas. Woo! Um, <laughs> and uh, we started almost, is it almost three years ago now? Or almost two years ago? Three, probably. Um, and it was me and two of my roommates, neither of which are here now. But we would always sit on our porch and I don't, I don't know where to look. Is it is it audience? Am I talking to you? Audience. Can't, where's the camera? There's a lot of cameras. How do you say that? Because now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'd always be sitting on our porch late at night talking about, well, I kind of got him into the books. And so he'd finish a book and we'd talk about Harry Potter and then pass around guitars and talk about it. Anyway, eventually they just combined themselves. So, I mean, I really like your music in the sense that, <clears throat> one, it's freaking great. But two, um, I, I think that you put a lot of like musical effort in it. So did you have a lot of training or is it just, just kind of like, I grew up doing like choir stuff and sang in choir as long as I can remember. So, and then I was actually a music major my freshman year of college before I decided that wasn't for me. But so, yeah, but there's definitely that training. I did like all the competition stuff in high school and all that business. But do you write like you write the, just the lyrics or you do both? No, they kind of, yeah, they complement each other. That's the chicken or the egg question. Yeah. <laughs> song song, song of lyrics. So, who are your influences? Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Nicholas. <laughs> Everybody always says Tyler. That's the third time I've heard that. Alex said it the other He's day. He's a pretty too. influential guy. When you hear when our show from Detroit goes up, you'll hear. Yeah. That they, everybody said, said Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You have a little song about Cho, don't you? Cho Chang. Yeah. We have a song yeah. about Cho. Do you, is that she, one of your favorite characters? Or, I mean, no. <laughs> what, how was I introducing it onto her? We'd introduce it. This is a song that everyone used to have a crush on, but nobody really likes anymore. <laughs> but it's got a fun chorus, so you just go with it, <laughs> right? Well, are you really seriously yourself? Because we had a spider in the van. I don't like spiders. Now. What is your? We don't have to make a deal out of it. But it I think we might have just deal. did. <laughs> now, just to be nerdy, what's your favorite Harry Potter book and favorite character from the series? Uh, I really like book five a lot. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like the, la you? the last three, like as a blocker, kind of indistinguishable from one another. But and Snape is easily my favorite character. What house would you say you're from if you had to pick? If you had to. Had to. Had to. Put you on the spot. I usually say that I would be, I probably would have been a squib. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's really confusing because you can't, I don't know if you can be a mudbun and a squib. <laughs> See, that, yeah, that's yes, tricky. That's, 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 that's a problem. True. And why? That's why? called a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> so why mudbloods? Where did that come from? It sounded cool. 
Did you know? We that? didn't realize till like a couple of weeks later, like after we had posted stuff online and stuff, that the name of the band is kind of a racial slur. <laughs> it is a derogatory term. So, but uh, but then, uh, at, did anyone go to Rockstock this year? So after I played my set at Rockstock, uh, I played like some of my muggle songs within the set and so then i was talking to andrew slack who's already been mentioned today we can mention time. Him andrew see how good that was very nice and, um uh he came up and asked if the reason we were called the mudbloods is because we mix the wizard and the muggle music oh <laughs> and i, like I said no but from now on yes <laughs> 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 that's exactly why we named our band that. <laughs> Andrew, like nobody else we know, is good at at, at finding those at finding those connections. So I got a, I got a question. Um, so you you played um, you you know, with your heavy background in, in music. You played in other bands, not to do with with Harry Potter, but you'd still consider this kind of stuff real bands, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, I just wanted I would to clarify. Say we are a real band. Yeah, just needed to clarify that. Very cool. Okay, well, this real band will be back later to do some more music. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. For now, we're going to play a little game that's new. Ooh, a new game? Well, no, if you've been listening to Pottercast, it's not, but... Relatively um, new. Relatively new. Alex, come back. Is that that game called Guess That Book? It is that game called Guess That Book. So how Who going? thinks they're going to win this game? Who wants to put? Josh. Well, Josh is a leaky staffer, so. Yeah. Well, the fine print when now. you sign he's, up. He's not winning the dream suite. You're not eligible for the dream no buttons. house that you win. It's okay. Okay, no, it's okay. You can put, but. I want to bring up a line of people so it goes faster. Yeah, so raise yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. if you want to play. We're going to start picking you out of the audience, okay? Oh. All right. Uh, socks. Very yeah, cool Huffle socks. Puff. Hufflepuff, by the way. All right. I'll spring Josh up here for now. Yeah, Josh. Come on, Josh. Come on up. You can get in line. So Josh you play volunteer? Yeah, volunteers can play. How about over here? Uh, sweater. Well, Stripe you right the there. Hat. Yeah. Yep. She let me borrow her Sharpie. She can get in line. Um, Come on. Over there, another Hufflepuff. Come on, another Hufflepuff. Yeah, we need some Ravenclaws. And a Slytherin. Slytherin. Over, over there. Ravenclaw. Over there. Oh man, one of the frat fangirls has to come up here. One of you girls, come okay, on. Okay, you win with the sign. You get there with your sign. Oh, there's somebody a over sign. here. There's somebody over wow. here. About red shirt, red Gryffindor. Gryffindor. That's you over there. Come on. This Face might out. be quite a bit. There you go. Okay, that's good. That's We're going to do this quickly. We're going to start over on my end, I guess. This will be fun. All right, I guess that would. Oh no, a Pellegrino accident. Oh no. No! Oh, no! What happened? The Pellegrino went by. A Pellegrino has been lost and Oh, it's enough Pellegrino time. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so let's start over fun. here and uh, give us your name and where you're from and what house you're in. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm from outside of Boston. Here I'm a Brubu, but in Hogwarts I'm Hogwarts, a yeah. I'm a Gryffindor. Woo! Excellent. Woo! All right, you ready to play? You know how to play? All right. Okay, let's All play the, the clip. Let's go. It waggled its long ears, making up its tiny mind. Whatever, we'll say. Play that one again. It waggled its long ears, making up its tiny mind. We've already did this one. We did this. It's but hard. it's still hard. None of us could have got it the first time. Um. Oh. I want to say Prisoner of Azkaban. Because I want to. Th- it's a good guess. If it's not, 
the, the first thing that came to mind was Dobby or uh, another house elf. But if it's not the thing that everyone thinks it is, I feel like it ought to be one of Lupin's creatures from. It's a really good guess. That's an intelligent guess. Who, th- who thinks it's right? Well, when we do this. Who has any idea? Who thinks well, it's. Who hasn't heard this on the past show? Yeah. There's yeah. Who thinks it's book Trick one? with your hands. Make noise for book one. Make noise for book two. Book three. You are four. You are wrong. Five. Wrong. Six. All right, this is going to take way too long. It's book one. (laughs) Book one. It's the troll. The troll troll. had the tiny mind. Trick question, huh? Troll in the dungeon. Thought you Tiny mind. Tiny mind. Floppy ears. All right, next up. Next up on Gustavo. Thank you. Thanks for playing. I'm Emily from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and here I'm a Kohilo, but in Hogwarts I'd be a Hufflepuff. Yeah! All right, hit it! Could have been anything, said Ron. Maybe he got 30 OWLs or saved a teacher from the giant squid. Maybe he murdered Myrtle. That would have done everyone a favor. <laughs> okay, as soon as you get up here, I get nervous and I forget completely. <laughs> it takes too long. Well, they said OWL, so that we, we know that narrows it down. One of the last few books. Oh, man. John, yeah. don't give bum advice. <laughs> don't not... give bum advice. Be sure of your advice yeah. before you give it, what's okay? What's wrong with that advice? You're wrong. That's what's That's wrong. wrong. We didn't even... Oh, that's right. Oh, crap. <laughs> My bad. So now that you're hinting now you that have, it's not now in the you last have a few hint books. the other way. Yeah. I think it's book two. You are Yay! Yay! What house are your Hufflepuff? We're talking about Tom Riddle and why he got a services to the school award. That's right. Job Hufflepuff. Tie or a badger? A tie or a badger. Okay, while we're doing that. Okay, next one. Hi, I'm Angela. I'm um, in Mantuska, and uh, I would be Gryffindor. If I was, yeah. I'm from Midlothian. I'm from Midlothian. I'm, I'm a local girl. I'm from Midlothian, Illinois, which is like Chicago suburbs. Great. Well, are you ready? All right, guess that book. Okay. You can put those away, he growled, stumping over to his desk and sitting down. Those books, you won't need them. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, well, we yes. Um. <laughs> Don't listen to John. Book um, four. Book four. Woo. This is not the Price is Right, guys. Uh, but you won. Congratulations. Yeah, you got that book. Woo. Hermione's face. Mic over for Hi, my name is Sophie. I'm from Chicago, and I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yes, she is, and she's going to guess that book. Eventually. I'll need to wait for more instructions. Just stay in the house. Good night. Five. Five. Oh, easy. That was handled. Five. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's right. Correct. Rock on. Wow. Woo. You like, took care of business on that one. That's pretty quick for a Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh. 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 John. Have you note that the Hufflepuff John, have this been is doing not so the place. Well, that's not well. called yes. for. Literally. 
When you're when you're all alone in California and we're all over the country, that's safe. This is not. Is this, is this a convention full of Hufflepuffs? I hear them cracking their knuckles. <laughs> all right, next. Hi, I'm Madeline. I'm from Philadelphia. I'm a brew boo um, Hufflepuff. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Woo! Ron seized Scabbers by the tail and aimed a misjudged kick at Crookshanks that hit the trunk at the end of Harry's bed, causing Ron to hop up and down, howling with pain. Three. Yep. Rock. A little too easy there. Pick the ones that have an H in front of them, Alex. Which leaky staffer thought that was hard? That's okay. All right. What's your name? Where are you from? What house? Um, I'm Cody. I'm from State College, Pennsylvania. I'm a brew brew. Wow. Work it. Hello. <laughs> you know over that big of a town. Okay. Um, I'm a brew brew at here, and I'm a Slytherin at Hogwarts. Woo! All right, you ready? Guess that book. Hello, Professor. She said, "What's your Harry?" Certainly, her appearance was less colorful than usual, without her customary shade of bubblegum pink hair. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Who has bubblegum pink hair? <laughs> Make sure she's in the microphone, somebody. Yeah, sorry, it's just me deliberating. Um, okay. I think it's either five or six, but I can't. Hey, no, no helping, no cheat. You slid Someone's cheating. All I heard was a half, so that didn't really help me any. Mm. Um. I'm going to go with six. Just so because six. I'm thinking that Remus... Yep. Would, yeah. Number six. Number Woo! six! Woo! I, I love the not the very non-subtle way of the six. That was very slithering. I thought we had a bunch of... A room full of parcel tongues or something. Aw. Okay. Okay, name. Where are you from? I'm Kat. I'm from Colorado Springs. I'm a Kohilo Ravenclaw. Woo. All right. Nice. Guess that book. Why him? Asked Harry quickly. Why not Madame Pomfrey? Professor Snape knows much more about the dark arts than Madame Pomfrey, Harry. Ooh. Mm. Oh. oh. It's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> I'm going to say book six, but I'm not completely sure. That's a very good guess. There you go. Yes. Right. Talking about the little curse, That's poor little hand. Uh, These buttons, Frack's giving out, by the way, are one of a kind Frack drawings that he pressed into buttons. Yes. So. You know, it's a shame that we didn't work out how it. to give um, house points to the actual uh, Terminus houses Sue can do with it. this game. Well, I can do it, but I'm not giving it to Slytherins. You have to give it to winners. You, can you only give points to What about your fairness uh, to your all things, I, I actually Sue. think I can only give them to There are Slytherins in your house. Oh. I know there are, but I, that will be Boo Boo's house. Oh, I'm like sure he's here somewhere. Anything. Really? Okay, okay. Name it where you're from. I'm Valerie Collins. I'm from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, my, my sweater says I'm in Gryffindor, but I wish I was good, good enough to be in Hufflepuffs. Oh, oh that was sweet. Kissing up to Sue won't get you any more buttons, but that's okay. You have to get the answer right. Let's hear it. But Hogwarts is right hidden, here. said Hermione in surprise. Everyone knows that. Well, everyone who's read Hogwarts, a history, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> She's always. It does say it a lot, but. That would be her telling Ron that. Ooh. 
I'm pretty sure that's her telling Ron that muggles can't find Hogwarts at some point. Oh my gosh. Mm. Tell me that's a little hard. Okay. I deserve it then. We can play it one more time. Yeah, one more time. We missed the beginning. One more time. But Hogwarts is hidden, said Hermione in surprise. Everyone knows that. Well, everyone who's read Hogwarts, a history, anyway. Wow. Thanks, I was about to say three. I really was about to say three. I'm not she sure really was about, about to say three. Advice. Okay, no. Number uh, four. You get a button oh. anyway, because that was really, really hard. Hard. Here Were you they go. talking about going to the Triwizard Tournament? Yes, that's what it was. And if people do the Quidditch thing, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Why all right, we're here? running low on time, so quick name or your face. Hi, I'm Audrey. I'm from Rochester, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Woo! And I am a Matanuska here, and I am a Gryffindor at Hogwarts. Yay! Woo! Yeah. Apart from his friends, the thing that Harry missed most about Hogwarts was Quidditch, the most popular sport in the magical world. Highly dangerous, very exciting, and played on broomsticks. That's book two. No? Oh. Oh, oh that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Which book was it, Alex? Book three. Fun for playing. And now this is Josh, oh. who some of you might have seen at, at Reggie's if you were very careful <laughs> last night. I was not there. No. Farrah LeWind was there. Farrah. I was not there. Fabulous. Uh, Josh, I'm Maliki Stafford. I'm from Austin, Texas, and I'm a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <laughs> it was a sound Harry recognized though he had heard it only once before in his life. Phoenix Song. Oh. It's six. Oh. Seven. Oh. It's four. 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 Oh, when did it's you four. After Cedric. Perhaps wow, when I the... Ah, what? It was Major after Cedric. Fail. Oh. Oh, well. Not bad. Thank you, guys. Woo! And that's how we play Guess That Book. You can right. hear more of Guess That Book on a weekly episode of Pottercast, where we'll, we'll call you if you want to play. You can send uh, staff at Pottercast.com your number or Skype name, and we'll call you live when we record, and you can be on uh, on the show and win nothing. But it's fun. We've missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. 